the widow's offering. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came in and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Brilliant. Thanks, Lids. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask that you would speak to each one of us this morning for your glory, for your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, as the reading may have given an indication, today we are having a Giving Sunday, and I want to just begin by thanking the church, really, for your giving in all sorts of different ways. Uh, This is an amazing group of people, and through giving of your time, your talents, and your treasure, uh, lots of wonderful ministries can take place, and there are many stories of God um, at work through this community. So I want to begin with a big thank you. And today, of course, is also Remembrance Sunday. And you might be thinking, isn't it a little bit strange to have Remembrance Sunday and a Giving Sunday on the same day? What has Remembrance got to do with giving? But I don't think it's strange at all. I think it's quite appropriate to be thinking about giving on a day like today. Why is that? It's because Remembrance is all about remembering the sacrifice that men and women made during the Great Wars for our life and freedom today. We remember their self-giving, how they gave themselves so others could have life. And it reflects our Lord and Savior, Jesus. It reflects the giving that we see of God in Jesus and in his life. And you know, giving is really at the heart of our faith. I think if you had to summarize Christianity in one word, I think the word give would be a great word to use, or generosity. The most famous verse, or the most quoted verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave, he gave, or as one London bishop put it, he was generous, He loved and said he was generous, and he gave his one and only son, and he gave it so that we might have life and life eternal, and we might know freedom. And so I think it's quite appropriate that we think about giving today. Giving is at the heart of our faith, and it was giving really that marked out the life of Jesus and who he was and how he was, and ultimately on the cross. And so... I just want to give a bit of a context to how we're doing uh, as a church now um, in terms of our finances as we speak into this. If we could have the next slide, please. Fantastic. So uh, we have a vision as a church to extend the love of Jesus. As we've known the love of Jesus in our lives, we want others to know that. That's why we exist as a church. We're not here uh, just for ourselves. We're here so that others may know the love of Jesus, and to pursue God's kingdom, to see heaven come in Sydenham and Forest Hill. That's the vision. That's the dream. 
to see people healed, to see people restored, to pursue the renewal of all things. We are playing our part in God's great mission on the earth. That's what we want to see here in our community. And to reach that vision, we think really there are four ways that we can do that. If you could just stay on that last slide just for a minute. Um, So come on a Sunday. Regular attendance now in the UK church is kind of considered maybe like once a month, twice a month. We want to encourage people to come every week on a Sunday, not only because we think that when you don't come on a Sunday, you miss out, but actually we miss out on the gifts that you bring. So we want to commit to Sundays. Uh, We think it comes through financial giving. It comes through playing our part on being team. So church isn't just run by one vicar doing it all or by a small group of people doing it all, but we all play our part. Everybody gets to play at HT and then being part of a connect group as well uh, as a place of pastoral care uh, and discipleship. And if you could flick onto the next slide. Sorry, I feel a bit like Chris Whitty today. Uh, And so back in June, I shared this slide, um, which gives a a rough picture, I suppose, of how we're doing on those things. And we've come some way, but we've got a way to go. That's what I want you to see. This is obviously a little bit old. There's a little bit more color in those wheels of November 23. But we want to see lots more color in those wheels because we want to see our vision come into reality. We want to see God's kingdom come. We want to see lives transformed and hope uh, restored. Okay, can we have the next slide? So this is of the last 12 months. That was our total income, around 100 grand. Um, A good chunk of that come through donations, which is fantastic. We're about We're at about 4K a month in regular giving, and then we've had quite a lot of gift aid come from that as well, which is fantastic, and then other income streams that you can see there. And if we move on to the next one, fantastic. So this is what we spent this year, and as you can see, uh, the vast majority, or a lot of that, is in our parish support pledge, which goes to the diocese to fund vicars. We've got operations as well. And then we've got a little bit for mission, community, and worship. And really, what I want us to see is that it's the mission, community, and worship bit that allows us to pursue the the vision, that allows us to reach out with things like Alpha and the community and the Connection Cafe and dance and toddler groups and dot, 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 all those dreams that we might have come from that funding. Um, And so if we keep going to the next slide, and so we've got a target today to increase our monthly giving by £2,000 a month so that we can get a little bit more color in those, uh, that red, that cream, and that green section of the circle we saw um, for worship, for social outreach, and for mission, and particularly so that we're able to employ a part-time children's and youth pastor. Um, There's all sorts of wonderful things happening with children's youth work at the moment. We've got a fortnightly youth club on a Friday, a toddler group that's um, really growing and bubbling up. Wonderful things happening on a Sunday. And as we look around the area, we see a lot of need for that. And so that's what we want to particularly push into uh, at the moment. Ah, Fantastic. Thank you. So I don't know about you. That's just to give a little bit of a picture. But I don't know about you, but it feels like the world is quite an uncertain place at the moment, doesn't it? We've got a cost of living crisis, interest rates at a high level, inflation going up. And today, 
I'm inviting us, I'm aware that I'm inviting us to do something deeply countercultural. I'm inviting us to strike a blow at the anxiety all around us and to make a statement of faith about who we trust in and who we hope in. Uh, in the eye of the storm, to live with open hands and generosity. And I want to offer four small reasons today as to why to give. We could just keep on that last slide uh, for a little while. That would be great. Thank you. So the first reason to give as we look at our passage is that giving is good for you. We give because it helps to build our faith and we want to give more of our hearts over to God. In the story that we had read, Jesus is sat and he's watching people put money into the treasury at the temple. And when you think about it, that's quite a rude thing to do. Why is Jesus doing that? If we had someone uh, stood over there by our giving basket and the giving machine and they were just staring, watching as people gave money in, you'd think that's a bit of a strange thing to do. Why is Jesus doing that? Isn't it a bit intense of Jesus. He's doing it because he wants to see people's hearts. He wants to see where their hearts are at. And Jesus knows that where our treasure is, that's where our hearts are at. Jesus doesn't just want our money. He wants our hearts, and he wants our trust, and he wants us to surrender our lives to him and to his goodness and his purposes in our lives. And as we think about where we invest our money and what that says about our hearts, I wonder how you feel. I find that really challenging. As I, as I think of what I spend money on, what does that say about me? What does that say about what I ultimately trust in this anxious time? What does that say about what I love, what, what I'm excited about, what I'm passionate about? For me, I find that really challenging. I try to give generously, but I know that there's still a part of me that likes the security of money. And I want to grow in my trust and in my faith in God. And by giving more, it actually allows my faith muscles to be stretched as I see God provide in amazing ways. I know there's parts of me that actually love comfort more than I would love, more than I love God. And I want to love God with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and strength. And so as I put my money where the kingdom of God is, as if I put my money towards God, my heart will therefore follow. What giving does is it builds our faith, our confidence, our security in God. And as we see him provide, we, uh, whilst we give, it releases us from anxiety and we live in this beautiful countercultural way, and we choose to give our hearts, to give our lives to heaven. It's good for us. It's amazing for our discipleship. I was so inspired by the story that Mike shared last week. He explained that when he stopped being a teacher and began to train for ministry, it meant a significant hit on the family income. After doing the sums, they're about 300 pounds short each month as a family. But what did they do? They didn't stop giving to HT. They actually decided to give and to trust God. And after they'd made that decision, a friend called them up and said, you know, Mike, I've been praying, and I sense the Lord saying that we are 
to give you some money each month as you train for ministry. That's what the Lord has told us to do. And the amount we'd like to give you is 300 pounds. It's amazing the ways that God provides. And you know, there are so many stories I have like that. Why? Because God is a good father and he loves to look after his children. When we give, it builds our faith. Giving is good for us. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and your father will give you everything that you need. So that's the first reason to give. We give because it's good for us and it enables us to give ourselves away. And when we give ourselves away, that's when we truly find life. And the second reason to give is because when we give, however much it is, as we see in this story, God multiplies it. Sometimes you might think, well, what difference will it make if I increase my giving today by a little bit? Uh, If I start giving today, in the grand scheme of things, what difference might that make? But Jesus says it makes all the difference. When we give what we have to God from the heart as an offering, God takes it, he expands it, he multiplies it. That's the way of the kingdom. If you've ever done maths at school, you could really get quite confused by the Bible. Uh, So if I've got one pound and I give you 50p, how much have I got left? 50p, exactly. Here's the Bible, okay? Elijah has a jar of oil. He pours out half. How much has he got left? Half. No, you're wrong. It's still full. He pours out another half. How much has he got left? Half. You're still wrong. It's full. That's the way it works in the kingdom. You didn't learn that at school. There's a boy in the New Testament. He has five loaves and two fish, enough his mother considers for him to get him through the day. How many people can that lunch feed? One. No, 5,000. And when it's eaten up, how much lunch is there left? Nothing. No, there's 12 basketfuls left. So the economics of the kingdom of God is just different. When we give with faith, however small it might seem, God can do amazing things. And Jesus says here, verse 43, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all of the others. Why? Because she gave with faith. She gave from the heart. She gave out of her poverty. The others only gave a small percentage, but she gave all that she had, Jesus said. And because of that, she gave more. And I want to encourage you this morning with God's goodness. It's much better than match funding. This is kingdom funding. Whenever we give a little bit, God takes it and multiplies it and does amazing things. Your giving really makes a difference. And then the third reason to give is that when we give, we give as a response to what God has done in our lives. In the story, we're told that the lady gave everything she had. Why did she do that? Why did she give everything that she had? You might think that's a strange thing to do. She did it because she wanted to do it. No one was forcing her to do it, but she did it because she loved God and she wanted to do it. It was part of her worship. She wanted to say thank you to God for all that he had done in her life. And it might be worth thinking, what was it that made her so thankful to make this act? 
Maybe God had blessed her in her life with a brilliant marriage. Maybe it was a wonderful family life that she had. She wanted to say thank you to God for her children. Maybe she loved the beauty of the place that she was living in Palestine at the time. Maybe she had known God's faithfulness and love whilst her husband passed away. Maybe God had provided for her in amazing ways in her life, and she wanted to say thank you. We will never know. Maybe one day we will. Maybe one day in glory we can ask her, what was it that you wanted to say thank you for? But here's the thing. We all have things in our life that we're grateful to God for. I wonder what it might be for you at the moment. What makes you grateful? What makes you thankful? Is it the beauty of autumn as you walk around the local parks and you feel uh, the crisp leaves beneath you and you see creation? Isn't it so beautiful? Maybe you want to thank God for that. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's a roof over your head. Maybe it's a warm place on a cold day. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your job. We have so much to give thanks for. And as we give, we give as part of our worship, as a response to what God has done in our lives. And ultimately, we give as a response to the cross. As Jesus gave his life, he gave it all for us. There's a great uh, friend who's a a missionary um, called Simon Gilbo. And he says, how much is too much for the one who gave this much on the cross? And then fourthly, we give because when we give, we invest in something that lasts. We invest in heaven. When the lady gave, she was giving to something bigger than herself. She was putting her life into a bigger picture, playing her part in God's mission. And that's what discipleship, that's what the life of faith is all about, saying that I'm not going to simply live for me, myself, and I, but I'm going to live for something bigger, a bigger cause and that cause will last. Jesus says in Matthew 6, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth because moths and vermin can destroy them and thieves can break in and steal, but store for yourselves treasures where? In heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. What Jesus is saying is that when we invest in the kingdom, then it will last forever. When we invest in our own kingdom, ourselves, ultimately, it never quite satisfies. And one day, it all comes tumbling down. One day, all the pieces go back in the box. But when we invest in the kingdom, we play our part in something that will last forever, in God's great mission, the renewal of all things. And so what might it look like to invest in heaven here at Holy Trinity? I just want to share with you some of the hopes and dreams of the church. Uh, so we've got a fantastic Connection Cafe running at the moment. And um, Jill and Maureen do a wonderful job in running that, providing a lunch on a Monday uh, from one till three. And it's free for people to come. It's a space uh, where people can find connection uh, over food. It's a beautiful thing. But what could that become? What could that Connection Cafe become? Perhaps it be- could become Uh, a a hub for Christians Against Poverty? And what if we were actually able to help run courses to help people find jobs and manage their money or for those who are struggling with debt? What could it become? We are looking to run Alpha uh, next term. 
And we want to be able to subsidize places on Alpha. If, um, for those who come, we want it to be free. And uh, we may have a weekend away. Perhaps um, we could fund someone coming on Alpha, coming to that weekend away and finding faith in Jesus. There's discussions going on at the moment about running something called Unconditional, a ministry to support domestic uh, victims of domestic violence and abuse. We're running a toddler group at the moment, but we'd also love to run a parent um, group to support parents in our community. And the cost of training someone to run that parent course is about £1,000. But what difference could that make? Uh, we're running dance at the moment, which is fantastic, but we'd love to be able to have more subsidized places for those who can't normally afford to come to those sort of classes in our community. Uh, there's discussions about an environment group, uh, lots of other dreams uh, that people are coming forward. I'd love to do something for single parents uh, in our community, as we know there's great need there. And when we give, that's what we are investing into, investing into the things of heaven, into the kingdom of God. And so, finally, if we could just flick on to the next slide, that'd be great. So that's our target. That's what we want to do, £2,000 a month. And I think that's very doable. If one new family started giving at £500 a month, and then 15 people up there giving by £100 a month, we're already there. It's not going to be as neat as that, but that's what we're aiming for this morning. How could you respond? Well, here's the ask. If we get up to the next slide. Could you join the planned giving scheme if you're not already on that? And we're going to go through how to do that in just a moment. If you're already on the planned giving scheme, might you think about upping your monthly amount to 10%? We think 10% is a good marker. It comes from the Bible, the Old Testament tithe. In the New Testament, we're actually encouraged to go above and beyond that, to give hilariously, uh, to reflect the extraordinary generosity of Jesus. If you're already on the plan giving scheme uh, and you're giving 10%, would you give a one-off gift this morning? And just to say, we do have a fellowship fund, so please don't give if you're in debt. And if you are in financial need, please do contact me. Thank you. Could you, uh, could we go on to the next slide? So to give, you can do it really easily through our website. If you go to our giving page, we flick onto the next slide. Thank you. And you'll find this. And then um, on this page, you have the opportunity to give through church suites. Um, but we also have the parish giving scheme. So we have two ways that you can give securely uh, with gift aid. So it's all very tax efficient. And it allows us to get 25% back on top of your uh, giving. And you can also give a one-off gift there as well. Um, if you want to flick on to the final slide. Yep, so you can just pop in your details on there. Um, and it's a really easy, simple way uh, to give. But I want to just finish with this. Here I have a puzzle, as you can see. And in the puzzle, as you'd expect, there's lots of pieces. And we have a vision at Holy Trinity as to what the church could be. I've got a vision in my mind. We've got a vision together, what the church could be as we seek to extend Jesus' love and to be his hands and feet here in Sydenham and Forest Hill. And what I'm asking us to do is to take what we have in our hands and to bring our piece of the jigsaw puzzle 
so that we can see that vision become a reality. When we come on a Sunday, we give a peace. When we volunteer on team, we give a peace. When we give financially, we give uh, a peace. When we commit into discipleship in a connect group, we, we, we take a peace and we put it as part of that vision. But the thing is, it takes all of us to do that. If the puzzle doesn't have a piece, it's just really annoying, isn't it? You get to the end and you can't find that final piece. I don't know if you've ever been there. But it takes all of us to bring what we've got in our hands and to bring our piece of the puzzle so that we can see our vision come uh, as a reality. And that's really the invitation this morning. So I'm going to invite Dan to come up. And he's going to play. And um, we've just got a moment to just reflect on how we want to respond this morning. There's no pressure, there's no compulsion to give, but there is an invitation to give. Maybe you want to start giving, maybe you want to give a one-off gift, maybe you want to increase your giving by a small amount. It's up to you and the Lord how you respond this morning. But Dan's just going to play a song now. Under your uh, chairs, there's some pledge forms, and then on every other seat, there's a pen. And if you want to fill in one of those this morning, you're invited to do that during this next song. And then a basket's going to come around and you can place that. Now, that's not binding in any way. That's just a commitment you're making to yourself and to the Lord. And then perhaps this afternoon, perhaps this week, you could make good on that. But we're just going to have an opportunity to do that now. So I'm going to pray and then we can have an opportunity to respond this morning. Uh, as we feel the Spirit lead us. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are a good Father. We thank you that you love us, that you care for us. We thank you that you call us out of just living for ourselves. You call us out of anxiety. 